people. Hi, welcome to the Refuge House Church podcast. We are so glad that you decided to join us today. Here, here at the Refuge House, we help people discover their God-given uniqueness through the teaching of God's word so that they can be empowered to make a difference and impact their world for Christ. So here's what we need you to do. We need you to grab your Bible, your notebook, your pens, and then get ready for a powerful message and see what God is going to do. I believe that there are people in your life that probably need this message. So go ahead and share this to them and invite them to be a part of what God is doing today. Thank you and enjoy this week's message. And reasoning. We all have that. Faith doesn't deny it, but faith does not consult it to function. Why, why is it so? Because your feeling is the voice of your body. Your feeling comes from one of the sensory mechanisms in your body known as... Uh, your, your, your ability to touch your nerves, your neuron you can touch it's wired all over your body to protect your body so you can feel heat you can feel cold but your feeling must be guided, why? because we said when Adam sinned in the beginning something happened to the human body the human physical body according to Philippians chapter 3 verse 20 the body acquired a status known as vile everybody say, let me say vile Vi means V-I-L-E. The nature of sin, when Adam fell, educated the human body and programmed it with rebellion and self-indulgence. So by default, your body will not want to pray. But your spirit needs your body to do the will of God because your spirit is the real you. Your spirit, which is the real you that is inside you, will want to come to church all the time. But your body may not want to come. Because your body is programmed for rebellion. So what do we do? The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, I keep under my body and bring it toward subjection. Lest after I have preached, I might be what? A castaway. So that means if we don't control our body, we can't walk by faith. Because if somebody says, you are healed, say amen. Say, but pastor, I see the film. Then you're a body-led person. Because if I pray for you and I say you are healed, you say, amen. Why do you believe you are healed? Because you are not feeling the pain? No, because the word of God says you are healed. Amen. amen. So when your feeling doesn't agree with the word, what do you do? You submit your feeling to the word of God. But the reason why some people don't get delivered from some situation is because they, are, they listen more to their body than what the word of God says. Say, you are healed. Say, say I hear. <laughs> they, don't, they don't say, I believe you. I say, you are healed. Say, I hear. I say you are here. I hear. <laughs> they don't say I believe. They say I hear. Say you are here. You say say how far now? They pray for you. Say they pray for me. How far now? He the man tell me say I hear. I say I hear. But I see they feel the things. <laughs> see they pay me. If I have that pray for me, tea come like say the pain can't go up. I don't know whether that man get anointing, but but it's okay. <laughs> you know your problem. You are a body controlled person. And the experiment of the football, you try to put in a bucket. You know, when you press football in a bucket of water, what happens to the ball? It tries to come out. That's how your body is. If you don't control your body, another thing your body is programmed with is self-indulgence. It's called pleasure or limited. Your body likes pleasure. Not godly pleasure, sinful pleasure. Luxury. Have you heard the statement, anybody has a price? Have you heard it before? Have you heard that statement before? That's a self-indulgent statement. Some people will tell you, no, they don't want. Like a guy said, um, 
one of these wealthy guys, I won't call his name, but he's wealthy in the class of Adenigua and Dangote. So it's not two of them, but he's wealthy. So there was this church girl he saw and liked her. And said he wanted, not to marry, just relate to sleep with her. said, no, I'm a born again Christian. I'm saved. The blood of Jesus covered me. I can't do that. It's against my faith. The man didn't stop her. He kept sending gifts to her. And you know the kind of gift she sends? Hey, expensive gift. So one day, the guy said, okay, I'm going to invite. He sent his private jet with driver, chauffeur to come and pick her. The guy went. There's a level you say no. There's a level you say no. But if you have not submitted this body, there is a place you say, I beg self, waiting. God understand. That's how many people have gone. That's how many girls, but like I always say this, but be very careful because anything you, anytime you give in to your body, Bible says you become a cast away. You disqualify yourself of opportunities and moments of destiny to rise. There are many people today that have sabotaged their destiny because they didn't listen. They were listening to their body. Have you read news? You see a man rape a 14 years old girl Four years. Have you read stories like that? That's the body. Trust me, if you don't submit your body, you can do the same thing. Did you hear what I said? You can. That's why we control our body. If you don't control your body, you will not fulfill destiny. Why? Because you will not walk by faith. You will walk by pleasure. You'll be a lover of pleasure and self. You want phone. No, that kind of call phone. You like it. No discipline. When money enters your hand, oh boy, wait, 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 enjoy, bo. Have you had people talk like that? No sense of priority, no sense of discipline. You get married with your husband, you are starting life from beginning. Serve you to plan, manage yourself so you can plan yourself into a place of rest. Me and my wife, we didn't begin like this. When I got married to my wife, I didn't have a car. If she was looking for a man with a car, she wouldn't marry me. We didn't have a car. When we go, we're going on road. We're entering Okada. I remember one time into Okada, she fell from Okada. No man, that was okay. Is it that I cannot enter Okada? And of course I can enter Okada. Oka entering Okada doesn't mean you are bringing your level down. That's your body talking to you. Say, oh me. What do you mean, oh me? Where did you get that impression from? The body's lying to you. Say, oh me, go I can't climb motorcycle. Motorcycle. They'll come see me for me, babe, like me. They ride motorcycle. Eh, go and buy a car now. Say you have money. Hallelujah. Alright, some of all these lies we've picked up are lies from our body. So what do we do? We need to submit our body under control or else we'll not walk by faith. And if you don't walk by faith, this is the danger. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Is that not so? So that means if I don't walk by faith, I won't please God. Why? That's why Satan understands the power of your faith. If I keep you in the flesh, it will keep you from pleasing God. Alright? Then we said, the other part is our reasoning. Everybody say reasoning. We all have a mind. Do you have a mind? Say, I have a mind. You have a mind? And that mind has the capacity to reason. The mind has the capacity to do what? To Everybody say, to reason. Everybody can reason. To reason means to think. But when it comes to walking with God, you need to be... God warned us against our mind, our reasoning. Turn your Bible, everybody, to uh, Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. Hallelujah. 
Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and verse 6. I want to show you something about your thinking system that you must be aware of. You will understand why some people behave the way they behave. It is a general principle that your behaviors come from how you think. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That means you are a product of your thinking. You behave according to your thinking. Is that clear? You behave according to your thinking. And if your behavior is going to change, your thinking must change. Did you hear what I said? Uh -huh. You see, one of my challenges with the young generation now, and unfortunately some of the corrupt politicians are using the youth. What are they doing? They are appealing to their indulgence, their body pleasure, at the expense of their reasoning. So they give them money. At the, then they, because they, they, are, they, are sub, they are not controlling their body, they are given to pleasure. They mortgage their future. Because that money they're giving you, you will eat it and it will finish. And some of them, they don't even use the money for anything constructive. What do they do? To drink and to carry women. That's all. Most of all the taxi people you see, I'm not saying all, some of them. Let me not say most. At uh, 2 o'clock, Artillery Junction, that's where they spend the money they make every day. That's where they spend their money, in prostitution house. Why do they do it? And you think this man... Because of the hardship he's going through, he will pity his life. No. If you don't control your body, your body will wreck you. It will wreck you with bad habits. And not just bad habits, you can also wreck your life with bad thinking. Proverbs 3, are you there? What did he say? Verse 5 and 6, are you there? What did he say? Trust in the Lord with some. All thine heart. And what did he say next? And lean not unto thy own 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 understanding. Own means your own personal, private. What the word understanding in the Greek there means reasoning or thinking. Bible says, lean. Why will God say I should not lean on my own understanding? Why? I have a mind. I'm supposed to be independent, think I can think what I want. But God says, don't lean. Now, what is the scope? Did he give me any allowance to think for myself? Look at verse 6, everybody. In some of your ways. I don't think you saw it. Let's read it again. In three quarter of your ways. One quarter. Half. Small. Jara. All. All thy ways. All means no exception. All thy ways acknowledge him. So what is healthy thinking? Healthy thinking is the thinking that acknowledges God and his word. Did you hear what I said? Do you understand that? That was what Adam and Eve were practicing when they were created. It's called healthy thinking. That means the, the, the thoughts I think about myself, they are processed. They are filtered from acknowledging what God has said about that area I am thinking about. So if I don't know what God says in that area and I go freelance in that area thinking, I'm going to, get, I'm going to encounter the corruption that is in the mind. God is trying to protect us because if leaning on our own reasoning will produce benefit, he wouldn't have told us not to do that. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying? Because in the beginning, when Adam sinned, something also happened to the mind of man. The minds of men became corrupted. Let me show you that and prove that to you. Um, he said, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct. Go to Ephesians chapter 2, everybody. Ephesians chapter 2. Hallelujah. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2. Are you there? Please pay attention because what I'm sharing with you is the reason why some of you are struggling. You're not struggling because the problem is big. Or like some of you will say, you've become like a professional. My case is very hard. Which case? Jesus settled every case 2,000 years ago. If any case is looking hard or stubborn, it is not because the case is hard or stubborn. It's because the way you are thinking is hard and stubborn. Did you hear what I said? Hello. That's it. It is your thinking that is produced, giving you the impression that the problem is stubborn. And, and you need to control your body and your mind. Your body does not want to hear the word. Your thinking in its default setting wants to be watching Telemundo rather than hearing the word of God. Wants to be watching a movie rather than praying. So if you're not aware of the discipline you are to enforce in your life, you'll just be there. You'll be in a service. You will hear a message. Nothing will change you. You can even be in the service and you'll be chatting. Why do you think you are chatting with someone else? Why message is going on? Because your mind doesn't want to change. Because if your mind changes, Satan's grip and hold on you in that area will go. Am I, am I, am I saying anything here? Now go, go to Ephesians chapter 2, everybody. What does the Bible say from verse 1? He said, you, are you paying attention? You, at he quickened. The word quicken means to make a life. He's referring to how we got born again. When we got born again, we were made alive in Christ. Say amen. Because we're dead spiritually due to the spiritual death Adam received when he sinned against God. We all became sinners because of Adam's sin. Now that we got born again, we've been quickened. Say I've been quickened. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear everybody. Say I have been quickened in Christ. He said who were dead in trespasses and sins. Verse 2. He said, wherein in time past. He's referring to when, uh, before you got born again. Verse 1 tells you, you've been made alive. You've been delivered from trespasses and sin. Then he now gives us a post view. You know, a past view of what we, what we used to be. Alright? He says, wherein in time past, you walked according to the cause. That word cause is the same word you get the word syllabus. Syllabus tells you the requirement for something. You we operate according to the syllabus of the word system. According to the prince of the power of the air, that's the devil. And this is his description. The spirit that now works in the children of what? Disobedience. So every oppression of Satan is premised on disobedience. So part of the vileness our body acquired from the fall is disobedience. See, but Jesus has a plan for our body, according to Philippians chapter 3. When he comes the second time, he will transform our physical body into his glorious body. Say amen. amen. Say good amen. amen. Very good. Alright, verse 3. Look at verse 3. Among whom also we all had our 
lifestyle. The word conversation there means lifestyle. In time past, in what? In the lust of our flesh. Everybody say lust. This was the corruption that was introduced into the reasoning of all men. Everybody say lust. Say that. Say lust. Lust is a longing for something that is forbidden, unapproved. There were three lusts that were introduced into the reasoning of men. And those three lusts works with what the Bible calls the walk of the flesh. They are the lust of the eyes, the lust of the ears, and the pride of what? And the pride of life. These lusts are patterns of reasoning that is against the word of God. Let me show you where it works. Listen, let's read that. Then I'll show you something else. Listen to this. He said, Among whom so we had our conversation in time past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. Which shows that our mind was polluted. Our body was polluted. Our mind was polluted. And we're by nature children of wrath. In our spirit, we were separated from God, even as others. Now, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, everybody. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Hallelujah. Verses 4 and 5. Are you there? I'm trying to show you something about our mind. Why we must renew our mind with the word of God. Why we must submit our thinking. Because there are some of you here. Before you got born again, you have developed a mentality of being corny. That's Satan's nature of being tricky. You know how to lie a lot. Some of you don't, you don't call it lie. You just say, just be economical with what you say. Say, so just don't tell the person what the person needs to know. Just say what they need to hear. That's like rebranding lie in another way. Repackaging it. Rewin, or just, you do, say, say, just, be, just know what to say. You know, I'm not saying you should lie. You. Just, just know what to say. You know, there's black lie. There's white lie. There's gray lie. <laughs> I'm not saying you should lie black lie. Lie white lie. <laughs> a lie is a lie, you. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Are you there? What did he say, verse 4? For the weapons of our warfare are no canner, but mighty through God to the pulling down of stronghold. Now, the Bible is talking about a war. What war? The day you got born again, you were born into a war. And guess where the war is taking place? Your mind. So you cannot afford to reason with your own understanding without God's help. Because if you do, you will lose the war. And whatever wins the war in your mind will determine what plays out in your life. Are you listening to what I'm saying? As you are sitting down here, there's a war going on in your mind over your health. There's a war going on in your mind now over your finances. There's a war going on uh, over your mind, over your family, your future. Every area of your life, there's a war going on there in your mind right now. Your war is not primarily with Satan. Your war is with your reasoning. Because Satan is interested in your mind. He understands whoever controls the mind, controls the man. Do you understand what I'm saying? Whoever controls the mind does what? Controls the man. That was what colonialism is all about. Colonialism is not about coming to collect the natural resources of the people. Colonialism is about reprogramming the minds of the people against their own good. Where you don't see any good in yourself. You don't see any good in your environment. And let me tell you this. When a man's mind is spoiled, it doesn't matter what he does. It will still be spoiled. 
there are some of you sitting here now. You've been convinced that Nigeria is bad. That nothing good can come. You know, I was reading in the newspaper yesterday that America wants to be flying Haitians, those people from Haiti, back to their country beginning from today. Why? Because almost uh, 20,000 immigrants is by the southern border of America trying to enter America for a better life. Living there, they're coming from their country. They're coming from Haiti. These people left their country convincing themselves that they cannot make it in their country. And that the only way they can make it is to go to America. America is saying, we can't accommodate you. So they've shut down the border and they want to be flying about 10 flights every day to be returning people back to their country. Only God knows how many people have died trying to go to Europe and America. Why? Because of an error in their mind. You think the Nigerian politician is your problem? No, it is your mind. They sell you a lie and you are busy fighting the lie while they do their own thing they are doing there. It's your mind. Blame your mind. Don't blame politician. Blame how you are thinking. The true scarcity is not resource. It's right thinking. And God understands this very well because whoever wins your reasoning will win your destiny. Do you understand that? Because what God has planned for you can't even manifest if your reasoning is against it. Are you listening to what I'm saying? God even said it in Genesis chapter 11. When they were building the Tower of Babel, he said, now the people is one mind and one language and nothing can be restrained from them which they have what? Imagined to do. God understands the power of the mind. If, you are, if your mind tells you or because of a reasoning, you believe you are a failure, even if I lay leg, lay hand, smoke is coming out of my eye. Nothing will change. Nothing will change. Because you cannot cast away bad thinking. You renew it. Do you understand that? I know many of you want me to just lay hands and say, oh God, uh, think where in Jesus' name. Think straight. Oh yeah, think where. Think where in Jesus' name. Think where. Think where. Think where. It doesn't work. I wish it was like, can't it? no, that's not how it works. I wish it was that way. It's like me looking at you and say, um, for a class, maybe this is, you are in a session of a class, either university or secondary school, one term, and you are supposed to read 15 subjects in mathematics. Then I now come, I carry the book, lay it on my hand like this. Kologo Shabri. Bring your head. In the name of Jesus, I impart 15 subjects in your brain. Take it! Then they now write exam. They now exam, and I say, yeah, go and write. You, you will not write anything. Else. Because you read it to put it there. Is that not so? This is where many Christians are failing. If you're thinking, the way you think, because, see, when you're born again, there is a way a born again believer thinks. And if the way you think does not agree with your destiny, you are your enemy to your destiny. You say, my wish, my enemy. No, it is, you are the first wish. You are the first enemy. No enemy can worry you without you worrying yourself first. Look at the neighbor and say, who is worrying you? Hallelujah. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Because nothing will worry you without first getting permission from your mind. And that's what I want to show you. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds are defenses. It's like a fortress, a huge fence you build round 
a, a city to prevent enemies from coming in and to regulate who goes out. Some of you, you have strongholds from your family that are built in your mind when it comes to finances. Some of you, when you talk about business, you say, I am an Igbo man. When they tell you that one, there is a mentality behind what they are telling you. Say, no, I'm an Ibise man, so you don't think you can cheat me. Why are they talking like that? They're speaking from a mindset. But you see, when you're born again, you've been elevated from the cultural infection. In the eyes of Jesus, you are no longer an Igbo man. You are no longer an Akwaibo man. You are no longer uh, an Ikwarema. You are a new kind of being or a new creation in Christ. Are you listening to what I'm saying? But many of you, in your thinking, you are still stuck with your nativity. You are still stuck with your culture. In your thinking, you are still stuck with your campus mindset, career-based mindset, mentality in your head. What do you think fashion is? Can I tell you something? Fashion is not clothes. Fashion is a way of thinking. Do you understand that? Fashion is a way of what? They don't sell you clothes. They sell you a lifestyle. They convince you you need it and you cannot do without it. So you go and sew it. Because if you are not using it, you feel that something is missing in your life. Am I lying? When Rihanna's style came in terms of her hairstyle, even the people that it will not fit, they were doing it. Some were looking like scary masquerade. But for the love of Jesus' sake, we say you are, you are looking fine. And we spoke faith. But we know that you were not... <laughs> Amen. Okay. Verse 5. He, say, he not tells us what kind of war. Casting down imaginations. Everybody say imaginations. What is imagination? Reasonings. What is reasoning? Thinking. Ask your neighbor, how are you thinking? Do you know the stress of a person comes from how he thinks? Stress is primarily generated from how you think. Fear is a way of thinking. Apart from the fact that it's caused by spirit, but it's also a reasoning. And, and he said, casting an imagination and every high thing. What high thing? Imagine, imaginations that is high thing that exalt. It defines what the high thing is. Every high thing. Some of us have our high thing in different areas of our life. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to what? To the obedience of Christ. Any thinking you think that does not respect Christ and what he has done will put you in bondage. That's why the world today can't have peace. Because they refuse to recognize the prince of peace himself who is Jesus. No united nation can solve the problem of the human race. Because Jesus already solved it 2,000 years ago when he died on the cross and rose from the dead. And until, because it says it's, it's the peace that has broken the middle word of partition between God and man and has made both one by the offering of himself on the cross. So Jesus is the prince of peace. You cannot have peace in your own life if your thought is not focused on Christ. Go to Isaiah chapter 23, everybody. Let me show you something. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, I'm sorry. Isaiah 26, verse 3. 
Many of you, you are killing your business by the way you are thinking. You've, you've picked up a poison in your mind about the business, and because you're not processing it with truth, you're killing the business with the way you're thinking. Anytime you talk about your business, you're talking about the difficulties, you're talking about the challenges, you're not talking about the possibilities and the legacies it can become. So with your own mouth, you cripple your business that God gave you idea for. Because you're always talking about impossibilities, impossibility. Why? Because it's a pollution of the mind. Your mind has been infected with impossibility thought. It's like those spies that were sent to go and spy the land. Ten saw the land outside God's word. Only two saw the land through the world. Two reasoned through what God said. Ten reasoned outside what God said. And the Bible said they came with an evil report. Many of you are coming with evil reports in your life because you're reasoning your life outside God, outside Christ. I mean, come on, it's very simple. Did you create yourself? No. Did you bring yourself to this world? No. So what makes you think that you can live effectively and successfully here without the creator who brought you here? It's simple logic. Look at um, Isaiah 26 verse 3. Are you there? What did he say? Let's read it together. Thou will keep him in what? The word perfect means complete peace. Whose word? Whose word? Is visited on him. Some of you, your mind is doing, is playing visitor with God. You just visit it only when you are in church. Now, as I'm talking now, you are looking very serious. But the moment church closes, your mind will close. And we go back and resume all those things that you used to think about that gives you stress. He said he will give, keep him in complete peace. Perfect means complete peace. Whose mind? So what is, where does peace come from? Peace only comes when your mind is regulated by God. Say amen. Ask your neighbor who regulates your mind. Ask your neighbor who regulates your mind. Who is in charge of your thinking? Hallelujah. Now, do you understand why God says, in all your ways, acknowledge me now? Do you understand why? In all your ways, acknowledge me. See, there is a way you can think about an issue that you're going through. You will cut everybody away. You will isolate yourself. And it will make you look as if it's only you that have that problem in the world. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. And, and you will get to a point, you will not look as if that problem cannot be solved. It is not because the problem cannot be solved. It's because an infection has been introduced into your reasoning because you've never meditated on the word. Let me ask you a question. Why do you think God tells us to meditate on the word? It's to keep our reasoning stayed on him. Because if you know the things that are competing for your mind outside there, there are many things that are trying to enter the way you think. Satan is interested in your mind because he understands the power of your mind. Your destiny cannot come to pass without your mind. Do you understand that? Let me show you that. Go to Philemon chapter 1, everybody. Philemon chapter 1, verse 14. The book, not Philippians, Philemon. After the book of Titus. Just one chapter. Philemon 1, 14. Are you there? I've told you, don't wait for them. Open your Bible. Philemon 1, 14. What did he say? But without your mind... Would I do nothing? Say, without my mind, God cannot do anything. If anybody's mind is not with you, then you are always still your time. Did you hear what I said? 
Because if your mind is not in agreement with your spirit, an agreement with the word of God, then your mind will act as a rebellion and a blocker of anything you want to do. Alright, so we need to keep our mind on the control. Say amen. amen. Are you still with me? Glory to God. Go to uh, Third John, the book of Third John chapter uh, 1 verse uh, 2. You know, Third John is just one chapter. You have 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John. Third, are, are you paying attention? Yeah. This is the stage where, you know, as you're hearing God's word, there are some things that will be fighting, fighting, fighting to maintain certain hold. So it will look as if you didn't hear the message at all. No, you must learn to fight that. Third John 2, are you there? What did he say? Beloved, talking to me and you, I wish above all. All things means this must be important. Is that clear? That before anything or any other thing, this thing I'm about to tell you is more important. I wish above all. That word wish means to pray or to desire. That's what it means. Above all things that you may what? Prosper. Say God wants me to prosper. Stay with me. I don't want to lose anybody. Say God wants me to prosper. Say that one more time. Say God wants me to prosper. The word prosper here means to push forward or simply means to progress. God wants me and you to progress. But progress begins from the mind. What did I say? Any progress you seek that has not begun in your mind, your hand can't touch it. Because until your mind touches it, your hand cannot touch it. Because wherever you want to go, your mind must go there first before you can go there. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Hello? That's why it begins with what you think. And in your mind, you can, you can go as far as you want. There's no limit to your mind. That's the power of your mind. That's why it's called imagination. There's no limit to your thinking. The only limit to your thinking is what you think. Because, can I give you an example? How many of you have gone to Lagos before? Let me see your hand. If you have gone to Lagos, very good. You've gone to Lagos. You know what Lagos is? Okay, good. Now, if I tell you, go to Lagos now in your mind. Imagine where you went to last. Sure, you can see the picture in your mind. Can you see the picture in your mind? You, you can be in Lagos in your mind without physically being there. That's the power of imagination or the power of image. That's how powerful your mind is. Now, this is powerful. Okay, he said, I wish above all things that you may prosper or progress and also be in health. So, your mind also affects your health. How well or sickly you will be is also a function of your mind. God says, I want you to progress and be in health. Watch this. Even as your soul prospers. And your soul is your mind, your will and your emotion. So, what is God saying? That the measure of progress and health you will experience in your life will be directly proportional to the measure of progress you have in your mind. That's why when you come to church, pay attention to the word. Say amen. Say amen. amen. Alright? So, our own understanding comes from our own independent reasoning, which is reasoning outside the word of God. Now, hear me. We cannot walk by faith using our own reasoning because it's soiled with rebellion. The scripture instructs that we are, in, we are to, in all our ways, acknowledge the Lord and he will direct our path. Direction is important to maximize life. 
And God is the only one that gives direction. But if you're going to receive direction from God, you have to acknowledge God in your mind. Say amen. amen. Our acknowledging God, write this down. I want you to get this as I round up. Our acknowledging the Lord begins with a process known as the renewing of the mind. That's what the Bible says. How do you acknowledge God? The word acknowledge means to regard him. It begins with a process known as what? The renewing of the mind. Go to Romans chapter 12 and I'll stop with that. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Are you learning something today? Very good. Romans chapter 12 and verse number 2. Are you there? Glory to God. This scripture we're about to read summarizes everything I have been saying. This will help you understand why the Bible says do not lean on your own understanding. Hello? Can, can I give you just one small example before I read it? You may be having a problem or you may be not having, you may be dealing or facing a problem or a challenge in your life. Somebody can come and give you a suggestion and it's not in agreement with the Bible. And you don't take time to check whether the suggestion somebody gave you agrees with scriptures or what the word of God has said. You now start running with it. And before you realize it, you are going from pillar to post from one prayer house to another prayer house. It will not look as if either, either God is confused or he doesn't know what to do or it is you that don't even know what to do. Listen to this. Verse 2. It says, and be not conformed to this word. The word conform means don't be patterned into the same reasoning like the word. But be transformed. By what? By the renewing of your mind. Why? So you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God is saying, if you're going to walk with me, your mind needs a renewing, a reorientation in the word. So you can agree with my will. Because there are already acquired deposits in your mind that are inimical to my will for your life. And if you're going to walk with you, you're not going to be conformed to that. You have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let me read what um, uh, NLT says. I like NLT translation in this regard. NLT of Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. So let me read it for you before we pray. Hallelujah. Listen to what it says. NLT. New Living Translation. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. By changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. Which is good and pleasing and perfect. You remember when I did one study? I said, is God a good God? Everybody say yes. Does God do good things? Everybody say yes. If God is good and God does good things, why is it that everybody does not believe him? Why is it everybody is not in agreement? Why is it that some areas in your life you're not in agreement with the world? Because there are already pre-programmed reasonings in your mind 
that is against the goodness of God and it, it's been programmed there to create a doubt and unbelief system so that you will not receive the goodness of God in that area of your life. You would think because God is good, the whole world should believe him. No, Satan knows that. But he has carefully sown seeds of disobedience in the minds of men. So the scripture says, if you're going to know God's will and enjoy it, you must allow the word of God to renew your mind. Say amen. amen. So when you do that, then you'll be able to know what God's will is for your life and you'll be able to experience that. Rise up on your feet. Hallelujah. I hope you've learned something today. I said I hope you've learned something today. All right. Thank you for joining us today. Your generosity helps us to take this message to the ends of the earth. You can give on our website at www.therefugehc.org. So go ahead and click on the link in the description. Remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this.